Welcome back to the best book club in the multiverse. This is the latest session of the Geek Explained Book Club, where I, alongside my amazing friends, are going through every single issue of every single volume of Brian Michael Bendis, Mark Bagley, Trevor Harrison, and Mark Brooks's Ultimate Spider-Man. It's time. We are here. I'm still rolling off the high of last week. But we are on to a brand new volume, this being volume 15, entitled Silver Sable. And I'm joined by the only two men who I would trust to botch a pickup job (laughs) on Spider-Man so badly that it ends up wiping out our entire group. First off, the friendly neighborhood Jacob Brown. Face front, true believers. And the spectacular Malcolm Russell Nelson. Hello. <laughs> oh yeah, I for, I forgot. Off mic, uh, Malcolm was saying that we had to do our uh, our our Simkarian accents. So. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yes. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Hundred percent. All right, that's what, it. That's canon now. Yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. Borat is a member of the Wild Pack. Oh yeah. Yeah. Borat. Borat's their intelligence gatherer. <laughs> <laughs> And, yes, and there, and there has to be there has to be a mission. There oh, has to be a reason. mission that they went on where the two of them had to play Simkarian diplomats undercover. And you'd no. be like, I am Simkarian diplomat, and this is my wife. <laughs> you like? She nice. <laughs> you like you? I like you. She's my sister. <laughs> Who is also my wife. She is number four prostitute in all of us. <laughs> oh, Zinkaya. <laughs> oh, Lord. So this is uh, a little bit of a shorter episode, considering last week's was giant-sized. I checked the numbers. Our longest episode of the book club. Woo! By two minutes. Two oh, wow. minutes. What two was, minutes. What was, what did it surpass? Venom. <sighs> Venom was the longest up to that point. Okay, wow. And as it should be, Iron Fist, Shang-Chi, and the Enforcers kicked Venom's ass. Goddamn right. So this week, because we did add the annual from this volume into last week's episode, this week's going to be a little bit shorter, just issues 86 through 90. But what a volume this was. Um, this was a very different volume. It's yeah, a very different volume, volume and but I, it's like, it's kind of a banger. I got, <laughs> I got narrative whiplash. From, <laughs> yeah. From this. this was, I was a, not prepared. Yeah. This was a, like, this was like if Attica Christie wrote a, wrote a Spider-Man comic <laughs> here. Like that twist in the end was like Jeez. something I didn't expect. Like, holy shit. It was this guy over here. And I'm like, oh my God. I love this era of, of Ultimate Spider-Man because it's very, this is what I call the reactionary era. Interesting. Where every story that we're going to be reading for the next few weeks, including last week and this week, is all Peter having to react to stuff. It's just stuff that's when Pete's at his best. Like, yeah. And that's kind of when Pete's at his best. That's yeah. when he's at his most interesting. When he, Stuff is just happening. And he's just like, oh, I have no idea what's going on. And that is kind <laughs> of the theme for the next like several volumes. Awesome. I'm just like, whoa, I have no idea what's going on. I'm just reacting to stuff. And it's going to be a while before we get back to proactive Peter Parker. 
That's so now, good. After, after last week's volume, you would kind of assume with all the bombastic shit that happened there that this would be another cool off no Geldof volume, but it's a little bit of a cool off no Geldof. We'll, we'll say cool off little Geldof. Because <laughs> can you imagine a baby Geldof? Baby oh, no. Geldof. What is this, a 90s pitch? <laughs> So we have all this, but it's we have Geldof. But think about <laughs> think about Geldof as a baby. Geldof, baby. <laughs> like I'm listening. <laughs> 90s TV executive here, and, and also DreamWorks executive. <laughs> it's baby Geldof, <laughs> voiced by Alec Baldwin. <laughs> oh my god! Except he has to do the Geldof accent. Put the cookie down. <laughs> <laughs> so let's Cookies go ahead and dive into this. Uh, chapter 86. <laughs> I was immediately thrown off by this because I, I guess, completely just blitzed past the fact that we read about Omega Red in the synopsis. And seeing the, uh, seeing the cover for issue 86, I had what are commonly referred to as PTSD flashbacks. You thought it was carnage. I thought it was carnage. And I, <laughs> I, I, if I never see carnage, I've, I've said this before, I think last week or the week before, if I never see ultimate carnage again, I will be a happy boy. But I the point is, is that the point is that it's so impactful that you feel that way. That it so haunts me. If you do see him again, you're going to have that. Effect. I won't. Which I'm Which saying won't. I won't because you I won't. never need to see Ultimate Carnage again. I think it was you a won't. great one-off story. Anyway. It's hard to talk about that story, so it makes sense. I thought uh, I thought this cover was teasing me that Spider-Man was going to meet Hellboy. I really thought that's what this was. <laughs> <laughs> it really Ron Perlman was going to roll up and be like, have a beer with me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's sing, yeah. <laughs> You'd still so, anyway. We 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 start off chapter 86 one month ago with a very familiar Marvel mainstay, that being damage control. Two of them. Two modern mainstays. Because it's That's damage true. control. But look but at who these people are. It's, it's our the wrecking, boys. The wrecking crew. The wrecking crew. <laughs> yes. Look at, look at this massive unit of a pile driver with his fucking arms. I'm not those like, are gorilla arms. My God, his arms have arms. Oh my god. Like, I don't Th understand. This man was so drawn. Long. This man was drawn by 1990s uh Frank Miller. <laughs> his fists are twice the size of his head. Yes. It he he looks like he looks like how Jack Reacher is supposed to look, like according to how he's drawn in the books. Where like, like his yeah, the size of market turkeys. Exactly. <laughs> like I don't understand. This like Alan unit. Like, like Alan. Alan what, yeah, like yeah, Alan Richardson. Like, if exactly. he had Hulk hands. Exactly. I, <laughs> Hulk hands. The Hulk, the Hulk, yeah. Hulk. Yeah. So we have our boys, the Wrecking Crew. By this way, this is my fashion icon of the week. Like immediately, the, the jumpsuits. The jumpsuits. This was. The jumpsuits pretty I, new. I fucking love the Wrecking Crew. If there's like a, a crew that's aside that Spider-Man that's not the Enforcers, it's the Wrecking Crew for me. The Wrecking Crew is. Awesome. I love they, the Wrecking Crew. They I are, think they're they're awesome. a top five Thor rogue for me. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, I, they're they're so good. And they are the shocker to 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 Thor. Uh, in yeah. My opinion. Yeah. yeah that's no. Right. That's exactly. It. Yes. That. Yeah. Because so, isn't the isn't their weapons like a sliver from Thor's like hammer 
and they just like, they're all like enchanted like by yeah, that like, construction by, like yeah <laughs> by asgardian magic yeah that's what i thought yeah get ready for ultimate thor in our next book club series it's gonna be great oh, we could do that one happen. volume of ultimate thor <laughs> so uh we are at the uh the crime scene the aftermath of a large attack on a tanker on a Roxxon building, there's a little yacht thrown in there, uh-huh. and uh, we meet Jermaine Exum, the associate of Roxxon, who is giving his report for what the hell just happened there. Uh-huh. Uh, the SS Roxxon was destroyed, and out of the fire gives ultimate Omega Red. Gentlemen, I have some questions. Why is he so awesome looking? Yeah. That's not a question I had. That's the question, right? (laughs) My question is, maybe it's just me, but when reading this Omega Red, I don't hear Russian. No. One little bit. No, he is not Russian. They say he's Russian. I I don't buy that. I really don't think I know, but they say he's Russian, and that threw me off so hard. Usually they write the accent into it, so... They do. It's not... Yeah, he's speaking perfect English. Early to mid-2000s. Yeah, there there is nothing Russian about this, Uh, especially just... the intention of words and everything like the speech yeah. patterns just doesn't uh, now that's an entrance like that that doesn't translate to russian you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> he uses, now, an, he entrance. uses <laughs> now that's an entrance like <laughs> side swipe yeah <laughs> did you just oh, okay so raise your hands <laughs> champion. okay so he's from oh, okay he's okay. from karian Perfect. okay he's from karian i feel a lot better about it actually that, that, <laughs> See, now that, i can hear it in this line yeah. when spidey shows up he's like spider-man for real Thought you'd be taller. Really? Yeah. <laughs> hey. Thought you'd be taller. <laughs> Let's talk about how good it is that Spider-Man comes in singing the love boat. Yes. yes. Awesome. <laughs> who is this 15-year-old in 2006 who's singing the love boat? Right. Someone who because I want to be best friends with him. Yeah. <laughs> Someone who is getting straight up launched away after Omega Red gets his hand off him. He vings yeah. him away. He vings him. According Ding. to the uh, the sound. I love. Good sound effects this week. I love some of these sound effects, man. Ving! And then spack, spack, spack. <laughs> so good. Uh, Spidey does my favorite web maneuver every single time. It makes Is that your favorite web maneuver? The catapult, man. The catapult? He, uh, he pulls himself so back good. and then launches forward all time. All-time favorite web maneuver. I think that might be my favorite from the movie specifically. Yeah. When he does it in the first Spider-Man, like, Jesus is so awesome. It's so cool. It's so cool. It's so cool. It kind of, like, balls up a little bit, too, and then, like, pops out. Yeah. It's sick. It never, it's never not cool. It's never not cool. Every time I see that, I keep forgetting how far away he is from the bri- bridge. Mm-hmm. Like, when yeah. the minute he launches, you're just it's oh, like, it's really yeah. it's like it's I don't so know far. if he's gonna make that. Yeah, yeah, it's badass. It's, it's so, so tight. God, it's so good. Um, and he cannonball specials himself straight into Omega Red's back before picking up a literal forklift and just smashing him with it until he's unconscious incredible we get Absolutely a classic incredible. shush we get another classic we get a shush. Shush. another woof. shush and then a wolf yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I like we're getting all the bangers right now it's good yeah. woof. Woof. 
That's good. So good. Um, so they're giving the the report. Wrecking Crew's doing their thing. Fucking Alan Richardson is back there just lifting up debris with his bare hands. Like, right? He's, He's like, like yeah, uh, what do you want this? <laughs> thank you. Rock uh, special. Thank you, Hawk. I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> Alan Richardson still could have been the best guy gardener. He could have. God, he he really could have. That that's in that uh, Chris Pine Guardians timeline. Mm, mm, mm. So, but he's so big though. That's the thing. That's the thing. Actually, physically imposing. Let him be physically imposing and then still get knocked out with one punch. Like, yeah, all right, yeah, all right. The, I'm, I'm come coming. on, like he's so hot, Alan Richardson. He's <laughs> so a very hot. attractive. He's so man. hot. My God, my like, goodness. Have you guys watched Reacher? Jesus Christ, oh, that man. guy is a unit. Like, he's an absolute seriously. unit, is what he is. He is an absolute unit. Just like our boy Pile Driver here. So yeah, are, uh, they're doing their thing. They're cleaning up the 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 scene when we find out that this conversation is being recorded by a silver haired. Femme fatale. I almost, it almost, <laughs> it almost moment. happened. Oh no! That <laughs> was a physical it's, reaction. It's, nah. it's the it's the carnage cover that really this, messed yeah. me up. It no, this is this is this is a different riff. This one you hear the you hear the trumpets instead. Oh yeah, nice, nice. Because nice, it's nice. the femme fatale, you know. Femme fatale. It's the or one she... leg out. It's the one healed like leg out from the shadows, you know. So that's when you know it's a lady. Of all the detective offices, she could have come into. Yeah. She decided to walk into mine. Yeah. Nice. Hey, that was good. <laughs> Whoa. I might clip that. I might clip that. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, so we then cut to two weeks later, which was two weeks ago, and we see Agent Chen of the Wild Pack uh, observing as Spidey is slinging around. I love this shot of Spidey. Yeah. Great, great, great shot, shot of Spider-Man. Is, is the art in this a little different? Is it? It is feels it not different. I don't it, know if it's a different colorist or. It might yeah. be a different colorist. Okay, it does yeah, look it, different for sure. The yes. colorings in this is way more like definitive than the you know what less yeah. popping than they were before. Yes, because looking at the um, the uh, the Wrecking Crew, it almost gave me like John Romita Jr. Yes, exactly. It is a different colorist. This is Justin Ponzer. Justin, Justin Ponzer. Ponzer. Justin okay. Ponzer, who becomes a long-lasting uh, uh, colorist for Bagley after this point. Nice. He, he I don't kind mind of becomes it. a Bendis collaborator. I don't Justin mind Ponzer it. A lot this is, of Bendis stuff. This is very interesting. Yeah. Because yeah. I, yeah, I, I, like I, I love color. how rich the colors look on that suit. Like, yeah, yeah. the colors look great. So that dark. Blue. The webs aren't even I green. Like, it's great. We haven't had green webs in a very long time, Eric. You got to admit, it's been a very long time. So, but what I'm hearing is that you do admit that they were green before. <laughs> no, I mean, since the last time that you said that they were green. <laughs> Excuse me, listener, I was drinking. Excuse me, that was the pause. Uh, no, the last time since you said that they were green, I believe it was like issue 50 or something. So. They've, they've, they've been green many a time, but. Eh, you think so. Hey, you know what? We've all got our things. We've all got things we deny. That's can true. we not just do this one time, mom and dad? Can we? Can we just? You know what, Jacob? Go to your room. Adults are going to no. talk real quick. Oh man, I was really hoping, looking forward to like just one night. So, uh, no. 
we see that this whole, you know, spying on Spider-Man thing is an operation. We got a whole team set up. And the fact is, how does Spidey not know he's being tailed? Right? The spider sense should be question. going off. Because right they're not a threat to him right now. But look how close that helicopter is to him. Yeah, but he always flies by helicopters, right? Not That's ones that follow him from that, New York all the way back to Queens. That was pretty lucky, though. That helicopter went right over him just as he rounded the corner. So, uh, disagree. It's like so weird luck, man. So we <laughs> see that the uh, the tailing continues. We flashed to one week ago where they have pinpointed that he is coming and going from one midtown high. So they assume either he's a student or a teacher. And at one point, we see Spider-Man returning to Midtown High, and they go for their sting operation. Their two guys get there. They tase who is seemingly Spider-Man, and they take him in. They use the little smelling salts to wake him up back at their base. And who is it? It's your boy, Flash Thompson. It's that I would say is basically the theme of the wild pack. That this. is the theme of this entire volume. Yes, it is. It really is. The wild pack are so incompetent at their jobs. Yeah, it's, it's kind of wonder. awesome. Yeah, it's a. I would love to see a gang war miniseries, five issues between this wild pack and the enforcers. Oh, like, the enforcers would wipe the floor with they'd them. They'd wipe the floor yeah. with them. Fancy Dan by himself. They'd actually have a chance against it's, everyone except for Silver Sable, who is my fashion icon of the week. Silver Sable looks fair enough. I mean, dope. specifically fair in enough. this right dope. here. Every time. This reveal with Flash the reveal coffee. Yeah, it's uh, pretty tight. It's silly. Like, it's it, super it, comic. It's silly as hell. But it's this, tight. This is, we're talking like 80s Huntress levels of silly. Yes. The yes. straps. Right. She's got the, it's the straps. <laughs> the one across the waist, the one across the chest, yeah. and then one down from the one across the chest. The big T. Her, like, yeah. yeah. The big T. That you can only imagine goes around the crotch, which and is links so back weird. up on the back. And links back up on yeah. the back. It's oh, so man. wild. Anyway, it's, it's super wild hot. pack. Silver Sable's hot. <laughs> so they are they're basically convinced that this kid's Spider-Man. Flash Thompson is on like he is on the verge of a mental breakdown. He's crying. I love how fast he reverts to tears. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a wuss. And yeah. he gets the shit kicked out of him with a really just satisfying whack. Yeah, I'd pay yeah. good money for that. So, chapter 87, uh, we continue <laughs> on. Yeah. High school, <laughs> that was nothing. Where... Real quick, real quick, listeners, like that was literally it. That was honestly the entire issue. And we're already going on, moving on right now. That's what all of these <laughs> issues are pretty much like. Yeah. So, back at Midtown High, uh, Peter is riding high on his brand new relationship with kitty pride and somebody so notices it's our good friend pippi longstock i mean uh pippi longstocking is looking at you across the library he's mad about that smile on your face sure. wondering what you're thinking about wow so yeah uh so thank you that was <laughs> That was now, that's what I call 90s throwbacks. <laughs> podcast within a podcast where Malcolm brings up the fact that we're all old. So, yeah. Next week, we're going to talk about Maitland Ward. 
Whoa. Oh, she oh, stop. This is going to be the one and only episode of now. That's what I call 90s throwbacks. <laughs> oh my God. Because I, I don't think, because I aged five years by just bringing that up. Yep. Oh God. Uh, yep. So Pete's just, he is daydreaming. He is dating an X-Man and he is having a great time. You know who's not having a great time? Kong. Oh. Kong is looking like a. Kong misses his buddy. He's looking like a lost puppy. He cannot oh, yeah, find yeah. his friend. I love what he, what Peter says here. It's just like, um, hey Pete, you seen Flash? And it's like Flash Thompson. Wait, let me check my underwear. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen him. <laughs> so I just, it's I like, just that that cracked me up. <laughs> and it's really interesting how how uh, relevant this this one line that Kong gives. He says, uh. He's, he's like, you know, it's, it's so weird. He isn't answering his cell. He always answers. He has this belt on. He has the, it on his belt, like the guy with the belt. He loves his phone. He loves his phone. Yeah. <laughs> and then you see what kind of phone it is. I would love it too if I had a Toyota Rolla. A Toyota Rolla, a phone Toyota that's also Rolla. a car? I guess. <laughs> I mean. Finally. It. Finally. It's wrong. about time. It's about time. It's about time. Honestly. Uh, Science so, stepped up. Embrace change, yo. The ultimate universe, man. So <laughs> Sable is understandably annoyed by her uh, compatriots bungling this so hard. So she's basically like, look, I need to know what happened. We flash back to the moment when Spidey returns to Midtown High. He gets in there. He sees that Flash is in his normal spot. Who just eats snacks by a dumpster? I, a trash I man. I He's a trash be... man. Oh, uh, yeah. A trash human being is Flash Thompson. I thought he was taking a cigarette break, and I was just like, nope, that's a candy bar. All right. He wants people to think he's taking a cigarette break, but he's just out there eating nutter. That's bars. 100% what it is. That's he's totally like, oh, I got. I got to go take a smoke break. I'll be back. Like, you just I'll wait. Be back. And then he just <laughs> rolls around, like, alongside the trash dumpster so that he has that smell. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, he just, he just yeah. takes off his hoodie and throws it in the dumpster while he just the throws in the dumpster for a second. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god! So <laughs> for sure. And I love there one guy who's just like, I still think it's him. And Sable <laughs> response: You want to slap? Like I, she rules the wild pack with an iron fist. And I Silver Sable it. rocks. She's a boss. She's she really amazing in this. However, the wild pack doesn't rock because Flash Thompson gets the jump on them, knocks them all over, of them, all, all of, them. of them, yeah, <laughs> and then is able to escape. And I just pictured that Benny Hill music, man. It was. <laughs> and so he's able to escape. The wild pack have unfortunately lost their lead, and Sable tells us exactly what we need to know. This isn't good. Uh Back at Midtown High, Peter is getting out of uh, school when who shows up? Mm -mm. Uh, When Kitty Pride shows up. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. We need to have one for Kitty, though. That's the thing. There needs to be something for Kitty. I'll think about it. I'll think about it. Because you said we, we <laughs> the got the girl on the wrong time. side of the jeans. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Everybody was wearing those jeans at that point. Not uh, those jeans, baby boy. I mean, with a G. <laughs> oh, oh, jeans. you're talking. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh my god! Since everyone in the Ultimate Universe is so mutant phobic, that's what it would be. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, that's so true. The girl born on the wrong side of the genes. Uh, <laughs> there, yes. there has to be a better way to say that. There's, there's, no, there's her, her girl next door. Oh, awesome. Yeah, there, no, there's got to be a better way to say there, that. There has to be. Anyway, there has to be. We'll, we'll, workshop. we'll come up with it. We'll workshop. We have time. We'll shop uh, around. So. Yeah. Kitty's there and she's the like, hey, woman. No. I, he's like, no. And I, I I love the initiative. She's basically like, I was sitting in the X Mansion, bored and lonely, and thinking I would rather be here. So I guilted Storm into flying me over here so I could spend two hours with you. Like adorable. this honeymoon period is adorable. Right. Yep. I love this shit. You know who is not adorable for? Mary Jane. <laughs> yeah. This was the most heartbreaking bit in the whole volume. This this is a classic uh, Patsy Walker cover from back when she was exclusively yeah. a character in romance. Yeah, comics. yes, yeah. This is just that picture of just her, just forlorn. Like, oh, my my uh, my partner's been watching a lot of Fruits Basket lately. Nice, and, and uh, the the twenty nineteen yes. version. And there's a lot yes. of this. Yeah, in that. Yeah. Just like you, you could just see like the sound drop out, eyes wide. There's a little like wind blow by that blows her hair as the the shock sets in. Uh-huh. It's exactly what this was. So we cut to a bar where <laughs> Flash Thompson has already gone public with his kidnapping. Uh, the Wild Pack is understandably frustrated, and one of the guys is already like, "Are we gonna have to?" Uh... We're gonna have to get our faces changed. Yeah, <laughs> they've done before. I like yeah. that. That's specifically something that they've done before, which means that they've botched a job before. <laughs> who knows what they actually look like? Yeah, which yeah. is hilarious. Um, we cut to Mister Roxon, this Oliver Platt looking motherfucker. Dog. That's Isn't exactly he it. He is. Isn't he just he is prime twenty twelve Oliver Platt? Oh my god, seriously. So Mr. Uh, Oliver Roxon gets into his limo and we see that Sable's waiting for him. She's basically like, hey, so uh, we're going to finish the job. No charge. We're going to find Spider-Man and find out who's sabotaging your business. And it's not even going to cost you a penny because we have a reputation and we want to keep that reputation. And Roxanne's like, dope. okay, cool. You got three days. I I love how much tension is ramped up for Sable and the mm-hmm. Wild Pack in this. Mm-hmm. Like, without even, like, we have never seen them up to this point. No. Ultimate Spider-Man. No. Like, you immediately get who they are in yep. these first two issues. Mm-hmm. Like, they're the instant, A-team. Instant, they're the A-team, except they don't know what it feels like when a plan comes together. No, and no. They yeah. want to be the A team. They're actually the B team. They are. <laughs> they are maybe even the C team. They may even be the C team. Yeah. <laughs> even the B team would have gotten murked by Flash Thompson. No. So um, we cut over to the Parker residence where Peter and Kitty are just having a hangout. And the most awkward thing happens. I, listeners, I went to high school once. And this actually legitimately happened to me 
Eh. I was hanging out. That's uncomfortable. It's super uncomfortable. I was hanging out with a girl that I was seeing, and it was a little worse than this because my ex didn't call. We ran into my ex, and it was just awkward for everyone around. This one's slightly better because she calls, Mary Jane calls on the phone, and Peter is immediately like, oh, fuck. Um, hey, what's up? And she she says, you know, are you watching the TV? He's like, what's on TV? And she, like, hangs up. Hangs up immediately. She knows that they're hanging out. And I feel so bad for her. Yeah, this is a rough time for Mary Jane. It's a rough this time is, for Mary Jane. This and is listener, really- I made it very clear two volumes ago that I just had lost my 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 investment in Mary Jane, even with that wonderful last issue that she had where she kissed that guy and told him, no, I'm still in love with Peter Parker. Oh, who's going to show up pretty soon. This is getting me back into into investing in her again because I just feel bad, even though on paper and so far in practice, Kitty Pride's a much better fit for him. Like, I think that's the point. Yeah, yeah that's that's the thing about. It. Yeah, but so we uh, we cut to some news reports. The school is being flooded with news people, reporters all over the place. We see uh, Liz Four actually gets interviewed at one point. <laughs> uh, Kong does as well. He I love Kong's bit too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I was actually in the Spider-Man movie. You, you don't recognize me? Because <laughs> he tells the story of like, hey, these people thought I was Spider-Man and he's going to run with it. I, it's amazing. Yep. Peter rolls up to the school and this to me felt like a classic invincible scene. Yes. Where he's just like, fuck, I have to leave school at some point. Fuck. Like, (laughs) what do I do here? And so uh, him and MJ run into each other outside the school. They kind of exchange notes on what they know is what's going on. And there's a brief moment where they're just like, it's like nothing happened. There's a Uh brief moment where they're just, they're like, oh, you know, Flash Thompson, he's going to get rich off this and whatever. And she's like, oh, Flash Thompson, Spider-Man, Flash Thompson, the hero. And you know, oh, he was crying. He was all crying for his mommy. And he's, they're just like, yeah, whatever. They're having a laugh. And then he's like, hey, why'd you hang up? And then the mood shifts. And she's like, you had company. I, ugh. it's tough. It's really tough. It's tough because they're still trying to be friends. And we know that Mary is still in love with Peter. Uh-huh. It's yeah. a difficult, it's a real difficult situation. Uh-huh. Um, and at one point, Peter is stopped by some security. But it's not the normal school security. We're talking real NYPD guys. The boys in blue here. The boys at We're policing here. <laughs> we're frisking kids here. Hey, we're frisking oh, kids wow. here. I do appreciate that they recognize that this Unabomber looking kid is probably the one to check in. <laughs> like, ah, this, is a, this is a... looks suspicious. 
as a black guy, this is really satisfying for me. <laughs> to see a black cop be there and be like, hey, open the bag. Random bag check. Like, it's very satisfying. Oh, yeah. So chapter 88, uh, the Wild Pack are surveying the scene, except for Silver Sable, who is just hanging out, hanging out in a robe, mm-hmm. doing her thing. Yeah, why wouldn't she? Uh, we see that <laughs> Peter is basically like he he's cornered because there's no reason why he shouldn't be able to give them his bag, but his bag's got his Spider-Man costume in there, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Should have had that Watchmen comic up. that like like that one guy in that com- in the panel right here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Lord, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, That's funny. except my, at least mine says um, Echo Men. Oh yeah, it's it's Echo Man, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, amazing. it's all Watchmen. It's all Watchmen. It's all Watchmen. Yeah, so it's all, it's all high schoolers read. It's the only comic that they read is Watchmen, especially in the mid to late or Ugh. early to mid two thousands. Uh so one of the policemen takes Peter's bag, begins to unzip it, and all of a sudden, some kid, oh some God. fucking kids, like, oh, I'm Spider Man. Look at me, I'm Spider Man. Not some kid. We know uh, who that is. Running through, running through the hallway, the guy, the guy hand or just like shoves Peter's bag back to him, and the kid shouts, "Woo hoo!" and "Shabba baba doo." <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> he runs out in front of all these reporters and he says i can't hold it in any longer i must reveal myself to the world my name is mark raxton and i'm spider-man wow i also play guitar in the as yet unsigned band molten man <laughs> and we'll be playing friday night at the remita oh my god friday night molten man we are the molten man this is where my nerd boner like exploded. I <laughs> retroactively like that issue worse now. That's the thing. So I love this moment, but I don't buy this being that Mark. Rapp. The same guy, right? It does not feel like that. And this has bugged me for years. Not even a little bit. It doesn't this does seem not like feel like the same guy. guy. No. Because this is more of a Flash Thompson thing, man. If Flash Thompson wasn't in the middle of this, this is absolutely something that Flash absolutely Thompson... Absolutely what he would be doing. It, yeah. I do not buy that Mark Raxton, from that very thoughtful issue, would be the same guy. Now, there is a reasoning here. He's on guys are always Guys are always different when they're with uh, ladies that they're trying to impress. And we do we do get that issue purely from MJ's point of view. So... That could be the thing. He could actually just be a chowderhead like this, you know, but we don't know. You know, sometimes rock stars have so many different personalities in them. Who's to say? Who's to say who the real Mark Raxton is? So this guy wants to be a rock superstar and live large. Big house. Molten man, man. Five cars. He wants to play a Bernie man starring the Molten man. Yeah. That's, that would be their Burning Man. It would be Molten that, Man. It would, it would be Molten Man. That's would be Molten retroactively. Man. That's what Burning Man is in the ultimate. Honestly, that's kind of sick. It's yeah, that's kind of sick. And it starts because of this coverage. Yes. Oh my god, it's amazing. So why didn't Flash Thompson do this? 
you know? Well, like, why didn't he do this before? No, yeah. why didn't he be in the Spider-Man costume and do this to, like, you know, like, he couldn't, like, this totally feels like a Because he's already in the middle of everything. Yeah, he, he's already... This is all because of him. Yeah. So what... It, you can't it go back and now be like, actually, like, I have Spider-Man. Prior to this, could totally see Flash Thompson doing this. Yeah. But he's focused on getting that money right now. Money. Right. And Peter has a panic attack and runs away straight up like you can't see his face in this in this running panel because it's completely shadowed but we know that this is a peter parker special (laughs) (laughs) so he gets and he's just having a mental breakdown and he's like it's over it's over they're gonna find out who i am that's it i have to tell out may so we cut to Detective Comics headquarters, where Aunt May is in the middle of canceling yet another book so that they can produce three <laughs> more Batman books. Okay, so this is 2006. <laughs> she may be greenlighting the uh, the Blue Beetle ongoing starring Jaime, Re- Jaime Reyes. Reyes? I, I think she's actually... Reyes? If, if this is 2006, she's actually currently arguing with Dan DiDio on the phone that they can't kill Nightwing. <laughs> she's like, look... I can't give Listen. you Nightwing. I can give you Connor Kent. I'll let you kill Connor Kent, but you can't kill Nightwing in, in Infinite Crisis. I he's too important. Kent. No, he's Dan, too he's important. too important. Dan, Dan he's don't... the only person who brings together the young generation and the old generation. He literally ties every generation of DC together. He's you too important. I don't understand how important he is to this company. I know you've wanted to kill him for a really long time. Can't you just... No, no, Dan, I understand you don't like what's-his-name who played him in the movie. I get it. I get it. No one likes Chris O'Donnell. But still, you can't kill him off. <laughs> just, we'll, we'll, we'll get on a conference call with everybody, and we'll just, we'll talk, okay? <laughs> Which is hilarious, because looking at this panel, she's literally talking to someone named Dan. Well, I you didn't Dan, even I'm notice going- that. Oh my god, you're right. I just noticed we had this whole bit and I wasn't even looking you're at right. the panel. She's talking to Dan Didier. She's talking to there a Dan. No, 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 she's talking about a Dan. Because she said, Well, you tell Dan. Okay. I'm not going to. So you tell Dan, I'm not going to kill Nightwing. That's oh what it god. is. That's what it is. Aunt May, editor at the at DC Comics. That is. Oh my god! We've cracked the code. <laughs> we've cracked the code. This is what this is what comic book companies have been secretly doing in their books the whole time. It's just describing their life and and. Listener, we didn't we didn't plan on this. We were just having a bit, and then it turned into something real. It turned into this the number thirteen twenty three. Which means, which means <laughs> your dreams are are achievable. Visualize dreams. it. And you can actualize can come it. True. In fact, you're dreaming right now. You're in this dream right now. <laughs> Time to wake up, listener. <laughs> Give him the kick. <laughs> <laughs> so Peter rolls up, looking as confused as Ellen Page did in that movie. Or I'm sorry, Elliot Page did ah, in that movie. You. And <laughs> that's on me. And uh, May is of course confused by this she's like peter i am currently trying to save dc comics's most important character (laughs) i got words can we do this later can we do this later and she's like you know what actually like looking at you now you'd be a spinning image for a 
can I just talk to an artist about, doesn't my son look like he could be Superboy Prime? <laughs> <laughs> look at him. No, put, put on your backpack. Put on your backpack. Okay, look just real quick. Just, just real quick. You see? Do you see the info you see right it? there? It's perfect, right? <laughs> she draws like an S chest symbol on like a piece of paper and puts it up to her <laughs> chest and like, there. See? This is perfect. This, this is, is literally, why are we not this already doing this? This is something. Why are you not taking notes? Anyway, so, justice for Superboy Prime. He's awesome. Just, you know what? He did get justice. He did get justice. You're right. <laughs> at, at the end, you could say a whole lot of things about death metal, and I have. And, yeah, I would too, but at least he, he gave gets Superboy Prime the perfect ending to his story. Yeah. No, you're right. So the two of them are talking, and he basically, she's like, you're scaring me. Doesn't say a word. He just hands her his backpack. And the two of them have this really awkward conversation. He this conversation is heartbreaking. Out. He can't even get the words out. He's yeah. just like Spider-Man. And the two of them are just on two completely different pages. And they keep going back and forth, back and forth. And at a certain point, he's like, they were following Spider-Man and it led right to me. The two of them pause and she goes, I was wondering when we'd get to this. And there was a moment, dear listener, where I'm like, she knew all along. She just wanted him to be honest. That's that's what's that's the whole thing that this has been about. I love that this page turn makes you think that. It did. And then, and then it, it goes the into the most uncomfortable bit sunk ever. Sunk into my knees. Yeah. I she said Spider-Man is a horrible, horrible person. A coward. Just a despicable coward. You see that, right? And the look of horror on Peter's face as she's saying this, as she's tearing down Spider-Man right in front of him. He's like tearing down mass. him right in front of him. Yeah, every he's his life's so work good. up to this point. Yes. yes. She's like, cowards wear masks. One day he's helping people, the next he's hurting people. He's insane, okay? And we don't live in fear of people like that. And I just, ugh. Just, ugh. But what I do like is like, she reveals to him like, hey, look, I have been seeing a therapist and I think that it would be good if you did the same. I really, really loved this because she's it's goes, a great conversation. It's such a, like a varied conversation with the yeah. levels on it. Like yeah. it's crazy good. Yeah. And at a certain point, like she's basically just like, look, I don't know. If, you're, if the Spider-Man goes to your school or not, whatever, he won't hurt you. And I refuse to let people like that dictate the course of my life. And I don't know, maybe you should talk to my therapist. Will you give it a shot? He says, maybe. And he doesn't tell her. We cut to a phone conversation between Peter and Kitty. Two of them having that classic high school phone call. Kitty, who has pictures of Spider-Man on her wall now. Yes. Incredible. She has Incredible. several pictures of Spider-Man on her wall. Like which several I think three. Is great. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of DC Comics, she's also got a Bebo. I, oh, thank you. Man. God, I couldn't think of his name. It looks like Bebo. And it's oh, it so Because it is a good 15 years before Bebo is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. So good. That's so funny. Bebo. Hey, she's a fan Bebo. of DC Comics. Who I guess be? so. Who would By May Parker. Yeah. So at a certain point, this random guy walks in and it took me a moment. 
to piece together who that was to piece together who that was yeah and she like she shuts the door on him and then like i love this phases her arm through the door to give him a good spock on the Which face sick so good so good and he's just like gotta take the fight to them and real quick is that who we should probably let the listener know who who we think that is it's like is bobby. that, is yeah, that I'm bobby i'm pretty yeah, sure it's bobby yeah it's ultimate bobby yeah, it's ultimate yeah. Bobby. who yeah. we have no other context for besides he's a dick yeah, yeah well you know that's the only context we have that's really all you need yeah there we go. So we cut to the Thompson household where we find out that it's not just Flash who wants lots of money. It's his dad. His father. His dad, 616 Flash Thompson. Six, I was going to say 616 Eddie Brock. Yeah, yeah you, you know what? Yeah. Look at him. His dad, 616 Eddie Brock. You're right. Oh, my God. For sure. Um, at a certain point, Flash gets up. He's done with the conversation. And uh, because the guy is basically the agent is basically like, look, we can turn this into a TV movie. Like that's as good as you're getting. Okay. Yeah, we got to jump on this. That's now. The only, like... That's the only money you're going to get out of this. Yeah. And yeah. Flash goes to the other room to find Spider-Man just hanging from the wall, looking mm-hmm. at him. Mm-hmm. And he immediately like webs up his mouth and he's like, look, when the webbing dissolves, I want you to tell me where they took you. And this leads spider-man to the hideout of the wild pack and immediately he is beset upon and again these wild pack goons are just they're out of their league yeah so oh it's yeah almost laughable how yeah. bad they are yeah he magoos the shit out of them he absolutely they never give her I, I don't think they give her a name but if i see a white woman with a ponytail and a hat i'm going to call her jane uh so uh, <laughs> any specific did... reason for that nah she just looks like a jane to me it's either All jane right. or adrian palicki so she looks like gene uh, dewolf actually Don't yeah know. maybe that's why maybe gene jane maybe that's it i don't know all right so um, jane, so but adrian palicki yeah, over here comes at him with some sweet fight moves and he's just dipping every one of them like i mean she's the most qualified here other than so, you see those brass yeah. knucks? Yeah. Those Final yeah, she Fantasy those juggernaut brass knucks. knucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? see, that's the thing. It's Final Fantasy ones, which doesn't have any materia in them. Yeah, she doesn't have no, any materia, no which means, ladies and gentlemen, remember, equip your materia and swap mm-hmm. them out when you get better ones. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. difference. Always be taking a look at who you're fighting and see what materia you need to fight them better. It's the difference between losing to a losing to a rat and losing to Sephiroth. There's uh-huh. just you uh-huh. could you could get fucked up. I'm just uh-huh. saying there are a couple of just little mob enemies that yeah. look like they're going to be super easy to beat. And yeah. then you run up on a gas strike and it kills you. Yep. I just I've been there. Malcolm's been there. We've all been there. Listen, just, living in a material world, you should be a material person. Exactly. Thank you. There is no shame in being a material girl. That's all I'm saying. That was your PSA. Back to the show. And that—that <laughs> that is that is Yuffie Kisaragi's theme for that <laughs> material girl in the oh material God. world. Um, look for the Final Fantasy podcast that we'll probably never get to. Um, <laughs> Says you. as much as I would love it. Uh, so. The fight continues. Everybody's so outclassed. I there's a part of me 
that kind of headcanon that Spidey isn't his spider sense isn't even going off. He's just reacting. He's yeah. just like, oh, I'm so like, this is so beneath me. Like, I picture the Spidey sense not even going off with him. Yeah. Throughout this entire fight. Because he's barely so, even a tickle. Yeah. Yeah. He's so he's so outclasses them. And at a certain point, webs them all up when Silver Sable walks out. And he and she's like, look, nothing personal. We're not trying to hurt you. He's like, oh, okay, cool. And webs her up too. Uh-huh. And he says what we're all thinking. You guys suck entirely. Like, they're so bad. And it, you know, there's a part of me that wants to think they're probably usually very good at this. It's just Spider-Man is so far above them. But there's no excuse. There's, there's no, excuse no excuse for this. There's no. no excuse. They're just, they're just bad at it. Mm-hmm. And really so bad. Spidey takes uh, Silver Sable's phone and he's like, I'm going to call 911. And as he goes to dial it, his Spidey sense then goes off and he gets tased the hell out of. Because Silver Sable's a badass, yo. Yeah. He planned for it. And Sable's like, I know Spider-Man's got darker shit than me. For sure. He's going to whoop my ass. So I want to plan to whoop his ass after he's whooped my ass. That's tight. So Sable's <laughs> then just like, all right, cut us out of here. I want to wrap this up. And of course, her boy is like, I left my knife in the van. Which means they had to sit there for an hour. Mm-hmm. Waiting for this to dissolve. Mm-hmm. Uh, chapter 89, which has an incredible cover. Just <laughs> yeah. Intimidating, right? Yeah. We get this really cool um, bookend of an. I love this. Yeah. Once upon a time, there was a little girl named Silver. She was a very angry girl. And then we just see her kicking the shit out of every person she comes across. Um, This Silver Sable's a badass. And I kind of wish that she had kept the look that she's got in these flashbacks looking very X-Men Evolution Scarlet Witch. That's and exactly... Oh, it's God, exactly what it is. It's, yeah. it's the best oh. Scarlet Witch has ever looked. What a so good look. <laughs> oh, boy. She, uh, she, basically, her father abandoned her and her mother. She grew up very angry, fighting people. She was then contacted by her dying father, who we come to find out was a Nazi hunter. How and, cool! And after dying... So cool. She basically is like, she goes to his associates and she says, teach me how to be my father's daughter. So cool. You find out that her dad was uh, Brad Pitt in Inglorious Bastards. Yep. Uh, there you go. Yep. And so she goes to the rest of the bastards and says, listen, teach me what I need to know. That's so tight. Teach me how yeah. to collect some scalps. Teach you, like, yeah. It's, I'll do it's whatever so it takes cool. to do my father's work. Eli, Eli, Eli Roth, give fight. me that tomahawk. I'm going yes. Nazi uh, killer. Hell yeah. And it kind of, it makes you wonder how she's fallen this far. Into murking? Into murking. Yeah. And not even good murking. No. Like subpar murking. Yeah. Right. Going from Nazi hunter to wild pack. I'll tell you what it is. She killed all the goddamn Nazis. You know what? Fuck, you're right. Yeah, you're right. She killed them all, she, and now this she is did her the job, and she did it fucking good. <laughs> this is her retirement plan. 
This is a retirement plan. Little like, did she know that if she had just waited, let's see, this is 2006. If she had just waited 13 more years, she'd be back in business. She's <laughs> she's basically like, look, I don't even do this for money anymore. I do this for fun. Yeah, I just do it. She's, to stay she's fresh. like those those old rich ladies who just get a job just to get out of the house. Yeah, exactly. It's like yeah. I don't need this. I have money. Yeah, I just do this for fun now. She does it to freshen up the skills. She, yeah, that's probably this probably isn't even her first wild pack. So I, you might find that we did a strange jump cut here. Listeners, <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> no, they need to tell. know why this. No, there's a weird edit. There's no way for me to like just. No. I I had Malcolm and I just came up with this killer pitch. Shit, and I at the insane in the insane uh, possibility of Malcolm and I getting the opportunity to write this. Shit, I am. We're gonna put it off to the side. Just know. It was a great Silver Sable story, and it if it ever comes to pass, Shit. it would be incredible. Um, <laughs> so just keep that in mind. In I posterity. gotta start sucking dicks at Marvel or something. We gotta make the connections first. We gotta phone into Aunt May, then she... <laughs> she no, but yeah. she works at DC. Everybody, across the street. Everybody, everybody oh. goes to the same Comic-Cons, man. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very fair. So we'll connect her to Tom. We'll connect through her to Tom Taylor. <laughs> Tom Taylor over to um, somebody at Marvel, and we'll Nicole go from Mains. there. Tom Taylor could get me in the same room as Nicole Maines. Nicole Maines, hit me up. Yo, hit me up. Really excited for Superman, Son of Kal number thirteen. So excited! The only thing that I don't like is that the costume is the one from the show. And What's wrong the, with it? It's a good TV, costume. Because TV costumes have a very specific thing where they have to be too elaborate. They're, they're and so like the them. mask is like so elaborate, like with the lines and everything. I wish it was just a little simpler for. They're gonna mess with it. I'm sure. I hope, I but I'm so excited. Because Dreamer fucking rocks, dude. Dreamer honks. Oh, sure. honks. So back to Spider Man. Um, we see that the Wild Pack has, for the very first time, finally gotten their man. And <laughs> as soon as they pull off his mask, they're like, oh shit, this is a kid. We just grabbed the wrong boy. Like, yeah. <laughs> I feel a little better. <laughs> <laughs> they even they even reference Spider-Man 2, where he says, uh, I have a son, not a year Oh old. my god, I know, that brought a tear to my eye. <laughs> <laughs> Even though in Spider-Man 2, it's very much, I have a friend who is exactly this man's age, yeah. who might be two years younger than me. Yeah. <laughs> but to this comic, Spidey gets woken up by the smelling salts, and he is there with Sable and Mr. Rocks on. And he's basically like, look, thank you. All these times that people have been attacking my company, you've been there. And I want to say thank you. I, do, I don't know why you did this. He's like, I don't know who you are, dude. He's like, what do you mean? You've been specifically saving my company and everything. He's like, dude. He's like, bro, I, I have know. no idea who you are. And also, if you want to thank someone for saving this is how you do it? Yeah. Is by hiring mercenaries to kidnap him? Are you yeah. serious? <laughs> yeah. He's basically like, look, I would do this for literally anybody. 
But now, if I do see rocks on shit, I am steering the other direction. I have no idea what you're talking about. And then he's like, no, 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 you do. And he shows him all of the times that he's suddenly shown up. Huh? And I completely forgot about the other guy. About the oh, unicorn? Yeah. About the unicorn. I forgot about the unicorn. The unicorn. Well, it's not, it can't be the unicorn, but whoever that guy was. Is it Gladiator? No, it wasn't. No, it's no. not Gladiator. No, it wasn't Gladiator because Gladiator, Gladiator was in the bank. No, he wasn't. That wasn't <laughs> was. the Gladiator. He did it for so, Betsy. <laughs> so we see the footage of him fighting we'll just say the unicorn and also fighting omega red and he's yeah, like I, guess was the unicorn. I don't know you like <laughs> i don't know who you are and if i may let's say if i did save your stuff this is how you thank me he's like well someone put my mask on i love it god so <laughs> i i love it and Sable's immediately like, hey, you know what? Let's run his prints. We'll see if he's lying. And so they try to run his prints, which gets a nice little ping over at the Triskelion. Uh, a real quick thing, just continuity-wise. Because we see, okay, hey, great, it's the Triskelion. There's giant man there, right? Uh, just so you know, that is not Hank Pym. That's not Hank Pym. Uh, ladies not and gentlemen. This, was, this was when there was a core of giant men. Which might sound very enticing to some people, but it's actually a terrible idea. I don't know. Sounds like a fun Friday. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> oh so Nick Fury comes on the line and they're basically like, look, somebody just trying to run. Uh, he's like, uh, da, da, da. he's like, somebody just tried to run some high security clearance prints. Who's Peter Parker? And Nick Fury's like, duh, the fucking triangulate this. I want an on-site report, but do not engage. They're like, hey, who's Peter? And the other guy's just like, dude, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I love that. So I was like, dude, what are you doing? Oh, my God. <laughs> and then... Terry, follow a goddamn order for what? Just one question. time. <laughs> so they get the ping back that oh shit they're triangle we're being triangulated and sable picks up the laptop and smashes it on the ground she's yeah like, she zoolanders that shit i it's can tough. solve yes. this <laughs> and she basically says look this plate is burnt we're done we're out of here he's connected to shield he's connecting to the feds i'm betting shield we need to go because they're gonna be here in five minutes and then the Roxxon man gets his own little flashback sequence. Which, which is, is really good also. And a good like counterpoint to the Silver Sable one. Yes. Exactly. He came from money. He came from privilege. He He's earned nothing. He is basically everything that she has worked for is the antithesis to who he is as a person. Mm -hmm. He got this job because his dad died and he's never once in his life understood what the job is. And so... I, and I love how the uh, the transition is where it says Donald often wished he could just go play on his boat. He really likes his boat. And it's like, <laughs> there are too many people who are legitimately like this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This guy right now is trying to buy Twitter. Yes, exactly right. Yeah. You know what? I hope he buys it. I hope it ruins him and I hope he loses all his money. So... We see that uh, everybody's arguing. Peter is struggling out. He is able to break himself out and escape while the argument continues. When all of a sudden, 
bomb goes off blasted out Roxxon fall into his death Peter ends up catching him with our third once upon a time I just want to read this because I literally cheered yeah <laughs> so Roxxon's falling to his death and all of a sudden we get once upon a time there was a little boy named Peter Parker Peter had an Uncle Ben who taught him a very valuable lesson that with great power, there must also come great responsibility. It's a good lesson, and one he tries to use every day. That's why, while most people would just run away from troublesome situations like this and let these awful people who kidnapped him deal with whatever this is all by themselves, Peter stays and fights the good fight. In one issue, you get a strike to the core of three separate characters masterful writing masterful masterful writing masterful writing 100 percent. yes Which this is, is the good shit dude this is the good shit this, this is, is the good, good shit. shit and so peter webs up the rocks on guy leaves him you know basically to hang out swings back up and he's like i don't know what's going on and we find out that at least one if not two of the of the wild pack are dead and they're just like look i i'm sorry i don't know what happened and sable's just like it wasn't him it wasn't shield that's not what they do which made me think what the fuck is happening and then you see a bomb plop in and swear to god listener i thought the goblin was back that's the thing yeah. is that you see the bomb and you see a little bit of what looks like something. a glider. It looks yeah. like a glider, and you're like, a glider? Is yeah. this going to be, like, classic goblin? Like, uh, it's bomb even better, bro. Bomb blows up. <laughs> Another bomb gets thrown. Peter's able to thwip it, throw it into the sky, jumps out, and we get the reveal of the vulture. The ultimate vulture! The ultimate vulture. I have been waiting to see ultimate vulture. Top five. Yeah, he is in the top five for Spider-Man rogues for me. I Literally, yeah. This vulture. Also, this design. Fashion this icon. Like, very this is my fashion sick. icon of the world. Yeah. This costume this is, background. is drip on drip on drip. It's he so tight. Ridiculously so good. So we get to our closing chapter here, chapter 90, and we immediately just roll straight into this fight. And I am so ready for this. Yeah. Ah, so good. The two of them are battling in the sky. We see our good friend, Agent Carter, Agent Sharon Carter, watching everything. Has a new hairdo. Has a new hairdo. Hair is darker now. Mm -hmm. Indeed it is. Not as red. She is recording everything that's going on including basically everything up to this point and she's transmitting it over to nick fury and tony stark mm-hmm. and tony's like look i uh i'm gonna go put on the suit and fury is basically like no let this play out i want to see something sable is um, is ready to just shoot this man she has <laughs> lost members of her fifth wild pack at this point Mm -hmm. she's like i am gonna mess this guy up the two of them uh that being vulture and spidey are having a battle in the sky i i love this shit it's so cool one of my favorite boss battles in spider-man ps4 is the dual boss fight 
Electro and Electro and Vulture and Vulture. So yeah, good. good. You have to time so, everything between them. Oh, it's so a good, good fight. At one point, Spidey shouts grenades. Oi, with the grenades. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. And he whips one back up. Vulture dodges it. And then the shock of shocks for me was who Vulture man, is. Yes. Because all for all intents and purposes, this looks like Adrian Toomes. Got the bald Just head, a little bit older, maybe yeah. a little younger than when we normally see him, but he's mm-hmm. still an older man. And when they run his facial recognition, what pops up? Blackie Drago. Yeah. This is Vulture 2, baby. Vulture two. Yeah, this Pretty is Pretty cool, sad. right? Which makes me wonder, where is Adrian Toomes? And it gave me a thought of like, this Vulture is not the person behind this. He is carrying out attacks, but he is one of many. And I thought to myself, oh, what is the Vulture core? What if it's <laughs> not just like a Vulture core, but like, what if Adrian Toomes has been the one on the behind the attacks on Roxxon? It would make sense. Classic mm-hmm. Adrian Toomes is a businessman. It made all the sense of the world to me. But the battle continues. And at a certain point, uh, Vulture goes in for the kill on uh, on Roxxon. Sable goes for the kill on Vulture. And Spidey is able to tackle Vulture out of the way of both. He's continues the fight. I, just, I love this aerial battle. They don't touch the ground once. No, yeah. Nope. This fight. It's so cool. The, cho- so the choreography. It's very story. video game in a very good way. Yes. Like... And so the fight continues. Uh, Roxxon gets a call. He gets a call, and this person is the person behind the attacks, who is gleeful about the fact that Roxxon has no idea who the, who is attacking him and why. And it's it's so cool. It's so freaking cool. At a certain point, uh, he's he's basically gloating the whole time, and Vulture, you know, is able to get the jump on Spidey at one point when Sable saves Spidey uh-huh. by shooting through his pack, sending him hurtling down to the ground below, and they get a triangulation on the phone call Shield does of where the person who has been attacking Roxxon is, and of course he traces it to Jersey. Of course he's in Jersey. So Spidey's able to save Drago for the moment and guides him directly into a large statue of over a fountain. Yes, yeah, 30 Rock. Oh shit. Yeah. 30 Rock Incredible. Plaza. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Uh Spidey swings back up and finds that Roxxon's gone. So is Silver Sable and the remains of her wild pack. Meanwhile, in Jersey. Nick Fury and Iron Man roll up to the lab of the Tinkerer. Woo! What a reveal. What What a reveal. How about that? That is so. But this isn't classic. This isn't classic Phineas Tinkerer. This is Elijah Stern. Elijah Stern, yeah. And basically, they get. I just realized this. They give him the D.A. Sinclair treatment. Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, they do. Yeah. This was the invincible moment that I had too. I know. I thought this is in my final review. (laughs) Because Nick Fury is who he is. He Uh says, look, you're going to work for me. Or Paul Giamatti. Yeah. 
he's, <laughs> he's like, either you're going to work for me, I'm going to take all your stuff, or I shoot you for trying to escape and take all your toys anyway. And he's like, okay, there you go. You can take it. And oh, this made my skin crawl. Because he says, Nick Fury says, what's that over there? Tinkerer says, oh, that, I call that the Slayer. And Fury says, what does it slay? And the Tinkerer responds, what do you got? Oh, made my skin crawl. Yes. Spider Slayer is coming. Remember the last couple of times that we've seen Nick Fury. He got, Nick Fury he has got made his some, eye patch punched off. He got his eye patch punched off. Then he made a very bold claim saying maybe it's time for Peter Parker to lose the spider powers. Yeah. Nick Fury is up to shit. He absolutely is. So Roxanne is his stock and his uh, public image is plummeting. He gets into a limo and who's there again? Silver Sable and one of In all attack. black. All black. All black. It's morning. It's morning the members that she lost. And she's basically like, give me my money. If I ever see or hear from you again after today, I'll kill you in your sleep. And then that's it for them. I freaking love this. Silver Sable rules. Um, we then get a very interesting cut in that I thought, oh, he's going back to let Flash Thompson know that he's no longer in danger. But then we see that it's not quite Flash Thompson. And it's not quite Spider-Man. Spider-Man, you can run around in a costume and commit crimes if you think that makes you a man. But if you come into my home and threaten me and my family, then me and you are going to have problems. No, no please. I'm sorry. I just wanted to say I'm sorry for all the trouble I bring to you and the whole world. Well, you better get on out of here. Or I'm warning you. It's clobbering time. The Lifetime original movie, Caught in the Spider's Web. The Flash Thompson story will be right back. <laughs> when I read It's Clobberin' Time, I it's clobberin flashed time. back to 2014. <laughs> did you too? I did too. And the opening scene of one Josh Trank's Fantastic Four. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, with Which, the older brother who says it's clobberin' time. Clobberin and then one of my ben? favorite opening scenes to a film ever. Yeah, hey, uh, listeners, if you haven't in a while, if you uh, haven't lately, watch most of that movie. You Up can until stop the moment they get their powers. Well, no, well, keep keep going. Up until that year, like time, the, the time difference jump. thing. Yeah, and then no. skip and then you only have thirty minutes left in the movie. So then just skip the rest. Then just skip, skip to the last five minutes because you can't miss the absolute perfect line reading of "It's fantastic." It's fantastic. God, say that again. It's fantastic. Ah, uh, I I like Guys, that I movie. It. It's really frustrating. I think that movie is pretty solid. Until the end. The end sucks. Once they do the time gap, it sucks. You know what? I've watched that exactly one time. It was in the Really? You should watch it again. And we were pretty blasted, me and Jacob, yeah. when we yeah. watched this. We, we had a great blasts. time watching it. <laughs> we had a great time. It's a bad oh, yeah. movie. It's I have bad. to watch reiterate. It it's a bad movie. Yeah. We had a blast with it. We were watch so... it again. It's not good, but it's fine. 
we find out that the film, <laughs> the events of Flash Thompson's kidnap and subsequent uh, run-in with Spider-Man have been turned into a lifetime original movie that is being broadcast everywhere. Peter is doing that classic thing where he's watching the movie at the same While on time. on the phone. On the phone, so he's having like a watch party. Did you guys yeah. ever do this? No. no. I did I know this. people who did, but I never did it. I, I think did I, this. You start, you get on the phone with the person no. you're watching the movie with, you start the movie, and you just sit there, and it's like you're, like you're able to watch it, like you're watching the same movie. Actually, yeah. I have done this. I did it with the Simpsons episodes when, I, when me and my best friend would get home from middle school. We would just, nice. Simpsons nice. would be on like at a certain sport, specific time, and we just always like to sit there and watch, and we would just quote it during the uh commercials yeah. yeah yeah i did totally did this so yeah i never did but, it with a movie because that seemed like too long it's a long to be time. On the phone long time. you have to really enjoy that movie and really enjoy the person who you're talking to exactly mm-hmm. so we find out that the entire x-men are having a movie night watching this and wolverine is getting a big laugh which for me i was like yeah next we'll make a lifetime movie about you and your antics pal Laugh it up. Laugh it up, Furball. <laughs> Laugh yeah. it up, Furball. <laughs> Though, I've also got to say, you imagine. I've also Is that say, how Wolverine's laughter sounds? That's you, what want, I you want to talk about absolute units. Angel. That's who that the is. Left. Yes. I was trying to remember. An absolute is- unit. Ultimate Angel, when he comes in, it's a problem for everybody at the, at the, because he's, he's pretty hot. Oh, it's bet. a real problem. That that volume is a real problem for everybody. I bet it's a problem for everybody. <laughs> it's a problem, a problem for, for anyone who has wild. to deal with this. Yeah, it's it's kind of wild. So Kitty's basically like, look, don't sweat it. Show aired, it's over. Don't worry about it. And everyone's still laughing about it. the next day or the next panel, which is, I guess, the next day. Um, we see that the movie has gained Flash some popularity. And I, I see this so clearly in my mind. We see this scene, we see Peter, and then that classic like um, blackness enveloping the screen until one circle yep. in Peter's look, and yep. then credits. Yep. Because mm-hmm. once again, Peter is the butt of the joke. Yep. Whether they realize it or not. And that wraps up volume 15. Volume 15, um... <laughs> that's exactly what that was. So, um, as we're wrapping up here, gentlemen, final thoughts on the volume as a whole and what was your favorite part? We'll start with Jacob. Oh, man. Uh, woohoo and shout out a doo doo. Basically, this entire... This is my... Uh, this is really cool. This was, uh, this felt like a, you know, this it's, it's bad because the only like references to silver saber sable to me are like, uh, the later cartoons, the, the, mm-hmm. the MTV, uh, uh yeah. Spider-Man that came out. Like, that's the one, that's the one thing I wanted with this silver saber is that she would have like either like knives, like, or like those little, like, uh, what do you call it? Those like, Holes, batons that were yeah. come out of her like wrists and stuff like that. I wish there was kind of that uh, more so than the guns and stuff. 
Um, I love her story and everything. It's just, it just felt bad that she like hired the wet bandits from Home Alone to like help her. <laughs> just like, we're the silver bandits. Anyway, um, Marv. Hey, Harvey. Hey, Marv. Anyway, that's all I kept thinking with these. Um, yeah, they're that competent. Yeah, that makes sense. But, but what was really amazing about this particular was just how well versed in this universe Spider-Man is for, for giving me like stuff like freaking like the Molten Man was really funny. Uh, uh, Aunt May's uh, uh, speech about like her turnaround uh, threw me for a loop. I also thought she was gonna like, I thought she was gonna tell him, like, be like, it's okay, I know you're Peter, I know you're Spider Man. But the fact that she went the other round, I went, like, oh, oh, this is classic May. This is classic May. Oh my God, this is amazing. It threw yeah. me that it's that is my favorite part of this entire book is just that turnaround that you don't expect. Uh, a lot of this, uh, there's there was that, uh, the 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 villains, the the surprise vulture popping out of nowhere. Uh, the the who was the actual vulture the tinkerer coming out the the setup for later for later uh volumes in this story it's fantastic uh i this has become my new favorite volume honestly because of really just because the story was very much engaging from start to finish that i couldn't put down i i read this all in one sitting this morning <laughs> wow I, like in like 30 minutes the whole thing i i couldn't believe how fast i went blew through it i even reread the 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 sweet uh annual that we covered last week just again just to be like oh, i love <laughs> this date scene i love it yeah um overall this this was great i wish i wish silver saver was just a little more more developed and not really associated with this like this this wild pack that she has like uh I'm more interested in the backstory that we came up with uh, <laughs> rather than what actually <laughs> like, actual character was in this. That was my only complaint in this book was just like, I wish they put a little more into her. It would have been great if she was secret, if she like betrayed like something along, along the lines, like with black cat. I think that's kind of why uh, super stable seemed a little like flat to me was like, she's not black cat. Like we've had in these, past two volumes but she's still a badass and i hope we see her again soon all these villains uh, um can't wait to see how what arises from this this was the most comedic volume two as well for for me this felt like a an issue this felt like an episode of spectacular spider-man meeting mtv spider-man from the early 2000s yeah there you go for sure malcolm um I like this volume a lot, man. It's super fun. It like like I said, this is the reactionary. Thing. I just like this a story of stuff that just happens around Spider-Man, and he's just got to deal with it. He just gets roped into it somehow, uh, which is a lot of fun. Um, favorite bit? I mean, it's 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 got to be the storytelling pages, right? Like the the once upon a time pages, and just yeah. the the dichotomy between the three of them, and the fact that you you know you get five pages for sable you get three pages for donnie and then you get like one page for peter like i mean it's it's really eloquent eloquently done uh really really impressive yeah i it's I it. it's like, like i said it was a it was a hard left turn 
from last yeah. volume. It was a very <laughs> different story. Very yeah. different story, but it's super fun and very Spider-Man, just yeah. in the same way that last week's was. Yeah, I forgot to mention like the whole Flash Thompson mistaken identity thing. Yeah, Thinking Flash that Flash Thompson, Thompson is, is Spider-Man. That's in the so, Spider-Man. so classic Spider-Man. Also, I love Also it. very spectacular Spider-Man, like you said. Yeah. Very spectacular um, Spider-Man. I, I would say that for me, the my favorite part were those three storytelling uh, moments, but it's it's right tied with pretty much every single interaction that Peter has with Kitty. I am just I'm still on the high of them getting together, and so anytime they're with each other, it's magic. Like it really, I I really dig this new dynamic. I don't know how long it lasts, but I am very excited to see where it goes. Um, yeah, this volume was a trip. It was cool off, baby geld off. Love and... baby geld off. <laughs> I am a baby. Dreams come true. And <laughs> it was it was baby. great to it was great to see Silver Sable. Uh, she doesn't get enough love, and she should. She should get a lot more uh-huh. love than she does. So, uh-huh. uh, yeah, that wraps up volume fifteen. Next week. We are checking out, let me see here, volume 16 of Ultimate Spider-Man. Oh, I just saw this. Uh, and it is entitled... Deadpool. <laughs> volume 16, Deadpool. And the synopsis goes like this. Spider-Man teams up with his new girlfriend, the X-Men's Kitty Pride, who gets a new superhero identity for when she's not hanging out with her mutant mates. Plus, meet the dangerous ultimate Deadpool uh, and the <laughs> ultimate Reavers. It's mutant action with Spidey caught in the middle. So we're getting Deadpool, apparently. Um, looking at this, I'm kind of into this uh, this Court of Owls costume that Kitty's rocking. i was wondering what the cover was okay yeah yeah Yeah. it's 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 striking she looks like a talon is what she looks like yeah she definitely yeah a red and gold talon basically yeah yeah i this is this looks really cool um so i'm excited for that i'm what issues are in this volume so this is going to be issues 91 through 97 so we're getting dangerously close Wait, to issue 91 through nine through 97. It actually 97. says 97. Yes. That, that is what I have. Do you have something different? That's interesting because 97 is the beginning of, of the volume after. Interesting. Okay. So on here, it also says, so on, so looking at, cause I was looking on the Marvel one before. But now I'm looking on the uh, the Amazon page, and it says 91 was through 97 this, and annual number two. I was thinking it would be 91 through 96 and annual number two. Because 97, 97. That's interesting. Because 97 is... Okay, I'm going to look and see what the listing is. For, I don't want you to look and see what the listing is for the volume after. Okay, okay. I want that to be a complete surprise for you. <laughs> Okay. All right. Weird. But uh suspicious. Very suspicious. Uh, I don't know if I like it or not. Okay, so next was volume volume 16, 17, 16? Uh 16. Yeah. 16. Okay, so that's interesting because like I'm looking at it now because I'm reading them through the uh the ultimate collections. 
and yeah. it's listing it as 91 through 96 in annual number two. That is what it should be. We should do that. Okay, so that's right, what 97 is the start of the next story. So that's which what is, we're going to do then, listener. Yeah. We're going to do yeah. issues 91 through 96 and so, annual number two. And annual two. Awesome. Okay. Cool. So I love that the synopsis is very brief because that is only one third of the story that is going on in that volume. What? Wow. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. We're going to see what happens. Um, uh, also, two. I'm going to tell you right now, Deadpool, Ultimate Deadpool is my favorite version of Deadpool. Really? It's uh, my favorite take on the character. So I'm going to let you know, listeners, my only uh, my only exposure to Ultimate Deadpool is through another wonderful video game, Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions. Yes. Where the Ultimate Spider-Man stages basically take place on Mother Base from uh, Metal Gear Solid 5. And <laughs> Ultimate Deadpool is essentially running deadly American Ninja Warrior. So... Yep. That's all I know about uh, Ultimate Deadpool. So this is going to be very interesting. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. That annual, by the way, annual two, is it in the same, is it in this volume or is it in the next Yes, volume? it's in this volume. And annual two is a real cracker. Okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. Annual two slaps. So excited. All right. See what happens here. I guess we'll see. So yeah. if, it's at, if it's anywhere near as good as annual one, we're going to be in a good spot. Yeah. We're going to see. So <laughs> stay tuned, listeners. Next I'm Friday. This now. I'm excited. <laughs> you got up on it. Uh, so next week, Ultimate Spider-Man Volume 16, entitled Deadpool, issues 91 through 96, and annual number two. Uh, so tune in for that next week, next Friday. Be there or be square, not a circle. But for now, for the Explained Book Club, I'm Eric Azana. I'm Malcolm Russell Nelson. And I'm Jacob Brown. Hope you're staying safe. Thank you very much for listening. And we will see you next time. Uh, this just in, they just cast the Wonder Twins film for what? Hobo Max. Yeah, that's a thing. Also, I guess, uh, what's his name? KJ Appa is playing, what's his name, from Wonder Twins. What? Wow. Yeah, Zan. Yeah, that's a weird thing. Anyway, so I just wanted to end on that. I saw that five minutes ago. And, uh, Woohoo and shabalabadoo. <laughs>
So I'm so just exhausted. Anytime like <laughs> yeah. I hear Chris Pratt, I, I can't even bring mm -hmm. myself to get excited about like mm -hmm. the Guardians movie, which I'm sure is going to be incredible. He I'm is sure. the worst Chris available, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. He is, he is the worst. Can you bad. can you imagine a world? Because I was thinking about this like two weeks ago. A world where Chris Pine played Star Lord instead. Oh, it would have been incredible. Oh yeah. But I don't think that would have happened. I'll scratch it. I think that would have happened if Star Trek didn't happen. If Star Trek didn't happen. Yeah. Which, honestly, that might be the better timeline. And I love that movie. It's I think awesome. that movie is one of the best Star Trek movies. But that's the better timeline to be in. That got me into that's Star fair. Trek. I never really got into Star Trek until that. That's so the movie amazing. is truly excellent. It's like, yeah. wonderful. It's so it much fun. so good. And it, like, that was the movie that made studios go, oh, we're just going to give J.J. Abrams everything. And that's the problem. Yeah, and that is that's the problem. The thing. Yeah. That's why. So that's maybe in hindsight, yeah. like you said, yeah, th that might be the better timeline. The better that's timeline. the better timeline to live in. Because then, what happens to those Star Wars sequels? They were more paid paid attention by him. <laughs> he maybe was really like, no, they're on by mine. Ryan Johnson. Who knows? Oh, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That'd be awesome. The most gorgeous films in all of sci-fi history. It's the best looking. It's the best looking film of all time. <laughs> That's not of all time, but of of the Star Wars, movies. of of, of, of Star Wars, yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah, yeah, of those, yeah, it's very pretty. Space Dern. All right, we should probably fucking talk about Spider Man. Oh yeah, that's right. 